Welcome to the Becoming One podcast, where as the church, we learn to pursue peace in a divided world. Here is your host, Pastor Sean Wilson. Hey, amen. Thank you for joining us on today, the Becoming One podcast, um, where we're seeking to pursue peace by organizing, neutralizing, and evangelizing. Organizing as a church, neutralizing our differences, and evangelizing the world. All right, today I want to kind of come to you from, or I want to read to you from the book of Colossians. And I want to... I want to encourage you to open your eyes to what the scriptures is saying. Don't allow what you see out here in the world to get to form your opinion of the church. Um, I was I've been talking about spiritual warfare and I actually I had um, spoke about spiritual warfare a couple of days ago. Just something that I just I I started to study. I was listening to a a guy that I gleaned from and then I started to do my own study. And the day after I posted the 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 initial video on spiritual warfare, um, I read a post from an individual. Um, and this individual wrote a post talking about how how you vote is considered to be spiritual warfare and things like that. It's, it's just funny how whenever I, I feel led to study something, it's like something comes up against it. And then it's like, it's so, it, it's like God prepares me for the battle in that sense. And the battle that I'm talking about, the battle of truth. I will tell you, that the things of this world, the the enemy doesn't care what you have in this world. I'm going to just be honest with you. He doesn't care about your house. He doesn't care about your job. He doesn't. He does. That's not the thing. He He's not after your house and your, your job. He, you can have those things just as long as you don't share the gospel. Just as long as you don't proclaim the name of Jesus. The enemy doesn't want those things to happen. When I say the enemy, I'm talking about the kingdom of darkness in this totality, the the complete kingdom of darkness. That means demons and that means the devil himself. When we look at this and we look at what the Lord is calling us to do, he's not calling us to be distracted by the cares of this world. Voting falls under the category of the cares of this world. The things in this world result into the cares of this world. And I'm I'm bringing this up because so many people think that the call, the call that we have is pertaining to the cares of this world. When I say the cares of this world, I'm talking about like, who's the president? Who's, who's doing this in the world? You know, Jesus himself said, my kingdom is not of this world. His, his apostles said, when you're going to come back and take it, he says, this is, this is not it. This is not, this is not the purpose. We're told that we're not of this world. When we're born again, we are separated from this world. We are now children of God, now considered to be strangers in the land who just passing through. 
We are adopted into a new kingdom. We are a new creation. I say all of this because so many people are getting distracted with things that have nothing to do with the call of God. And we have to get to the point where we do not get distracted. I'm going to read something with you to you, to you today. Second Timothy chapter two. I'm going to read this from verse one. I'm going to read it from the ESV today. You can read your preferred translation. It's the same message. I, I like that translation of ESV. All right. And NASB. But in any case. Chapter two, verse one, second Timothy, chapter two, verse one. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. So this is commission to Timothy. And when we see that commission to Timothy, he's telling them to entrust this message to faithful men who can also teach people what message, the gospel message, the good news. So verse three, it says, share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. And then he goes on to tell us what the soldiers, what are the soldiers of the Lord do? And he tells us what we don't do. He says, no soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits. Or some verses say civilian affairs or civil affairs. Since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. So God enlisted us. See, I used to be in the military. I was I, I served 22 years in the, in the army. Amen. And it was my pleasure to serve my country. Um, and I'm going to tell you, when I joined, I joined to leave home. And I learned to appreciate the military during my time. And I, I'm glad it was the best decision I ever made. So when I when I said this, as as far as the soldier aspect, the enlistment, like when you are enlisted into the military, you're called to serve your country and defend the Constitution, obey the president, the, the orders of the president and the orders of the leaders appointed over you. You are to obey those things. And then when we look at this, as we say, sharing the sufferings of a good soldier of Christ Jesus. So we're in the army of Christ Jesus. And he tells us that no soldier in Christ's army gets entangled, entangled in civil pursuits. When he says it gets entangled in civil pursuits, he's talking about staying focused and being servants to the Lord in this sense, as we're being servants into the world and sharing the gospel, not being distracted. So we have to do the things that are pleasing to the one who enlisted us. As the scripture says, we know that it takes faith to please the one who enlisted us without pace was impossible to please God. So what is our faith? Our faith is in the message. It's not, it's not us walking around having faith for a car. 
It's not us walking around having faith for a job. It's not us walking around having faith for a husband or faith for a wife or faith for children. Certainly those things have its place in our lives, but that's not the faith that saves. There's many people who received promises from God, or this, I, I just use the, the parable of the 10 lepers the, the, or the story of the 10 lepers, the 10 lepers, all of them were healed, but only one of them was saved. So it's not about necessarily the blessing. It's about acknowledgement of who the Lord is, which saves It's worship unto the Lord, believing in his gospel, believing in him and recognizing who he is as the one leper did when he fell down on his knee and the others, they got healed, but they were not made whole. So verse five, he, he goes on to talk about the athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. So he's saying that we as soldiers, we as F athletes, those that are doing something, we're supposed to do it according to the rules of the Lord. He's the head. We follow his instructions. What did he say? That we are to go baptize, make disciples of all men, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're supposed to go preach the gospel to the ends of the earth. This goes back into what we're talking about, about spiritual warfare, is the end will not come until the gospel is preached to the ends of the earth, to the fullness of the Gentiles come in. Brothers and sisters, we cannot allow the cares and the things of this world to separate the body of Christ. Whether someone votes for one political party, the other political party or no political party does not define them as a believer. We're not saved by how we vote. How we vote does not define who we are in Christ either. The reason why I say this is because there is not one in the U.S. There is not one political party that upholds the standards of God. How do I know this? Because how many gods are there? Right. There's one. How, there's one God. There's one way unto salvation and it's through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Right. It's one way unto salvation. One way, one way. What does the Bible say? It says it's one, one way. Jesus is the way he's the truth. He's the life. He's the son of God. He was God in the flesh. He's a fullness of the deity in the flesh, right? So when we look at Jesus Christ in that manner and we look at these constitutions, they don't recognize Jesus Christ as Lord and savior. They just use God. If this was a Christian nation, I'm talking about the United States of America. If it was a Christian nation, would it be entertaining other gods? Just think about that for a moment. So there are people in different parties and, and I don't I see. I don't like to get into this stuff because see this right here separates the body of Christ. And then now you're not going to get what you really should be getting. And that's the gospel. But I have to say this today. 
there is no political, there's no system in this world that embodies the godliness and the holiness or the, the word of the Lord completely. Not even people within the church do this, but when we look at the systems world, I don't put my faith in a system in this world. We're supposed to, that, those are things that are called distractions. If we allow the differences of opinion for things that do not even count when it comes to being born again, we're being misled. We are in the snare of the enemy. We are allowing things in this world to separate the body of Christ. But we need to focus on the truth. We need to focus on being good soldiers, not, not getting entangled in civil pursuits, civilian pursuits. People in this world fight for certain things. They, they certainly don't fight to push out or share the gospel of Christ. That's the believers. That's what the believers are doing. But people in this world are fighting for other things that's pertaining to this world because their world is this world. But our world as believers is beyond this world. It's eternal. It's not the temporal. This is temporal here. You don't judge your brothers and sisters over temporal because you want to be spiritually deep. And in fact, this was a guy named um, Majors, Mark Majors, or something like that. You know, I, I was sitting there, I was like, hey, the spiritual warfare is sharing the gospel because that's the one thing that the enemy tries to pervert. He can't defeat God, but he can delay his destruction. The enemy is disarmed, but he's not destroyed. He's prowling around seeking he may, whom he may devour because we're not sharing the gospel and saving people so that they can be born again, sealed by the Holy Spirit and protected of God. You can't change the world through legislation. The only thing that can change the world is Jesus. The disciples themselves, the apostles said that they turned the people will say they turned the world upside down. They turned the world upside down. With what? Telling Herod he needs to change laws? Telling Agrippa, hey, you need to fix this law so we can be. No, he didn't say that. They preached the gospel. And if they went to jail for preaching the gospel, they didn't complain about it. Like we see people today. They get on social media. Well, we're wrongly being on. We're going to uh, to jail because um, we're, we're trying to hold services and they're saying COVID. We need to fight for our rights. No, you preach the gospel. If you go to jail, we'll pray for you. Just like the church prayed for Peter when he was in jail. And James, the brother of John, he was killed with the sword. In a way, I understood it as being beheaded. But if he died in jail, he died for the sake of the gospel, because this is not his life. And Peter, the Lord set him free for another purpose. Do we know what that purpose is? It's, it's God. He does what he wants. Peter wasn't worried about it. 
He was he was sleep. So what what am I saying today? Don't get distracted by the things of this world. That's what the enemy wants you to do. Because if you get focused on this world, he can divide the church. You've got people out here who are preaching politics in pulpits. That's wrong. You don't preach politics in the pulpit. You don't preach politics in a church. That has nothing to do with the Lord. The Lord is not raising up a a leader to this nation to lead people to God. He has the body of Christ for that. Oh, my goodness. People of God. We have to stop allowing others, people to kind of change things. I'm going to show you something here in Ephesians. Um, Ephesians chapter three. And I was reading this the other day. And do you know the eternal purpose? Like there's a purpose and there was a plan. The gospel itself was a plan, a mystery that was hidden in God. From all creation, all generations. But now it has been released and revealed through the apostles and the prophets. So I want to point to something here. In Ephesians chapter three. Verse eight, it says this to me, though I am the very least of all the saints. This grace was given to preach to the Gentiles, the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone who is the plan of the mystery or what what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things. So that through the church, listen to this, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and the authorities in heavenly places. Think about this. The rulers and the authorities now understand and see the plan has been opened. The plan has now been revealed. Because God made it so. What plan? What does it say this that we the that the so through the church the manifold wisdom of God might be made known? When we preach the gospel, we're making known the wisdom of God to the rulers and the authorities in heavenly places. We put the enemy on notice. Come on, people. Listen. The enemy is on notice. When we preach the gospel, we're engaging in what we're supposed to be doing. This is what we're supposed to be doing. This is the root. Don't fight the fruit. Attack the root. The fruit is the evil that we see in the world. The root is the heart of man. How do you how do you change the heart of man with the truth of God's gospel? Preaching the gospel is the only thing that changed the hearts of man. When they believe that he changes their hearts. That's the scripture. And then he goes on to say the wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus, our Lord, 
in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. So I ask you not to lose heart over what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. All I'm saying today is that be good soldiers. Fight the real fight. We hear the scripture that says fight the good fight of faith. We're not fighting to believe God. We're fighting to defend the true faith message of God. We are sharing the truth in the midst of people trying to share and infiltrate with a lie. I'm not going to get through, go through all of the, the false teachings and things like that. But I want us to understand that this is the call. Don't get distracted, people. Don't allow the things that are not written in the scriptures, things that the, the apostles themselves did not do. They did not go and try to get people to change legislation and rules and things like that in their governmental um, agencies. Just think about Daniel. Did Daniel fight against the rules being changed about him praying? No, he just became. Oh, I'll come back and talk about that one later. But we have to understand you. We have to understand. I have talked long enough today, but I wanted you to just be encouraged. Don't get discouraged and distracted by the things that you see going on in the world. Be a good soldier. Fight the real fight. Share the gospel. Save the souls of people. Don't do it without praying and without asking God, and I pray that you will understand what the gospel is. It's, yes, it's the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He has come so that we may be born again and made alive. He seals us with his Holy Spirit. He'll justify us. Amen. He'll justify us. We will not come under judgment. When we're born again, we pass from death into life. We shall not see the second death. Amen. We shall not see the second death. We have been sanctified, set apart. We have the seal upon us of God, which is a down payment. The Holy Spirit saying that we belong to him. We are a peculiar people. What does a peculiar people mean? It doesn't mean we're strange. It means we're purchased possession. We don't belong to ourselves. We belong to God. Don't you know that you are the temple of God? God resides in us. His seal is upon us. We're in Christ. Those that have been baptized are in his body. Believers, you need to know this. You need to be proclaiming this because your salvation comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from you. Amen. And when God gives you something freely, you give it to other people freely. This gospel is the good news of salvation and reconciliation unto the one and only true God through Jesus, the son of God, who has come to lay his life down. He didn't have to. He did out of love because God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. With that said, brothers and sisters, that's the fight. Let's talk about the gospel. Let's share the promises. Did you know eternal life was a promise? We'll talk about that, but be blessed. Have a great and wonderful day and share this, share this post. I would be, I would love to hear your feedback. Um, and even on some topics that you want to talk about. Um, I think that'll be wonderful and great, but I want you to just 
Don't get distracted by these things you hear out here. People try to be special and real deep. It's not that deep. The gospel is what we're supposed to be doing, and it, it's enough. We don't need anything else. So God bless you. Have a great and wonderful day. Be blessed. Thank you for joining us today on the Becoming One podcast. We request that you please like, share, and subscribe to our station, YouTube channel, and Facebook page. Remember, to pursue peace in a divided world, we, the church, must organize, neutralize, and evangelize. Let's become one.